The uh, sun does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. I'm delighted to be here. These are historic times in Appalachia. A lot has changed, a lot is changing now, and a lot still needs to change. In our podcast, we talk with changemakers right square in the middle of all this, working to ensure the change is for the good. You're listening to Change in the Coalfields, a podcast by Coalfield Development. I'm your host, Brandon Dennison. Welcome to Change in the Coalfields podcast segment of our monthly themes. I'm Ashley Stennett, the communications coordinator here at Coalfield, and I'm joined with our CEO, Brandon Dennison. And this month's themes are follow instructions, and that's represented by true hero from West Virginia, Woody Williams, mm-hmm. and optimism, another true heroic figure, civil rights leader, Leon Sullivan. I'm really enjoying doing this, Ashley, so I'm glad yeah, to be back too. here for, for another month. Um, our pr- professional development themes, they start with really, we say, six themes that are mandatory for employment. Wherever you work, wherever you go, you got to be on time, you got to be prompt, you got to be safe, you got to have a good attitude, you got to know how to follow instructions. You know, most of us are always going to have a supervisor, you know, or, or someone that we're answering to, and we're going to agree on our tasks, what we said we were going to do. And um, if we don't follow through on that, it's going to lead to problems. Uh, and <laughs> sometimes so sometimes big problems, sometimes big problems. So this is, uh, listen, it's important to follow instructions and it sounds so obvious, but I think a lot of us dads, we put these complicated toys together on Christmas Eve. You know, we think we know, we think we got it covered. And then you get halfway through this 30 page instruction manual and realize you missed a key bolt back mm-hmm. on box number three. And then you, before you know it, you're disassembling everything. And it's like 3am and you're not done yet. Because right. you didn't follow instructions. The kids are upset. Or if you're like me, you just don't even look at the instructions and say, oh, that looks easy enough. I can do that. Yeah. Give me some tools. You need to reflect on uh, I need, following I instructions. Need major reflection on that. <laughs> so it's, it's a good, it seems so obvious. I think it's good to stop and pause and say, am I, you know, our theme this year is listening. A lot of follows instructions is about listening, whether it's written word, verbally, mm-hmm. both, you know, really listening closely not skipping steps, not rushing. I think a lot of times when we, we have our job, we, we want to do it fast. We want to get in and get out. And I get that, and we do want to be efficient, but we need to be thorough and follow all the instructions and make sure we're producing quality too. Which is something you have to do in the Marine Corps, and especially during a major combat assignment. So our West Virginian, smooth segue, our West Virginian, uh, Woody Williams, won, won a congressional gold medal for uh, heroicism at Iwo Jima, fought in, the, fought in the Pacific Theater in World War II, same as my grandfather, actually. And um, incredible bravery. And what's amazing, though, uh, he passed away just recently. I, I had the chance to hear him speak several times. He would always say, you know, I am not the actual hero. The actual hero are the ones who didn't make it back. Yeah. You know, gave the ultimate sacrifice. And he he meant you could just tell he meant it yeah. with every fiber of his being. And also that, you know, he was following orders. Yeah. A lot of military heroes will will say, I was following orders, I was following instructions. Uh the simplicity of that gives me chills, honestly, to think about that heroicism, but also just the simplicity. And if all of us, wherever we are, whatever our station, 
you know, simply follow our orders, do our part to the best of our ability. Uh, it's amazing how much good can come from that. Yeah, uh, certainly a great generation following instructions, following orders for a cause much bigger than themselves. That's right. You said your grandfather was in the uh, Pacific Theater as well. Mine was too. My okay. mom's dad was. Right. And then my dad's dad was in Europe. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, D-Day during that invasion. Amazing. And uh, so certainly a lot of respect for that generation. And sadly, there's not many of those folks left. Yeah, we're losing losing those stories, and we need to carry them forward. Yeah. But a great embodiment, great example of follow instructions. And, you know, another great cause. So Leon Sullivan, for optimism, you know, his cause was civil rights. Mm-hmm. and has He grew up in, in Charleston, a, a dirt alley yeah. in Charleston in, in poverty, and experienced direct racism. His approach to civil rights, it, it wasn't just on the policy side. There was a business angle that I really admire about. He, he was the first uh, black person to serve on the board of General Motors, you know, one of the biggest corporations in the world. And Leon Sullivan really believed that the, there were policies that needed to change and laws that needed to change. But through business and through entrepreneurship, there could be an empowering element to civil rights that honored the agency that people that people had, regardless of the, of the color of their skin, and so what a what a unique way to go about it. And um, it is because that's a it's it's interesting because that's more in the professional career world. Yep. While many people think of the civil rights era, which is correct, very grassroots, very in community driven, and yep. and and religiously driven. Yep. A lot of churches rallied behind. And that. And that was amazing. We're not discounting no, any of no. it. To your so, point. But that that actually is a really neat kind of a, a one-two punch. Yes. So you've got community grassroots, you know, with the religious elements of, of civil rights yep. movement, coupled with the business world on the professional career side. Because, you know, there was obviously discrimination in the workplace. Yes. So that's a very cool one-two punch. I think so, too. And that would yeah. certainly bring optimism. Yeah, the optimism of the civil rights movement that, Look, we're facing extreme injustice, extreme barriers, but to have a vision, you know, like King's dream, but the vision that many people held, that Leon Sullivan held, that we can change this, this can change, this can get better, takes remarkable optimism. And I think sometimes the word optimism gets watered down, you know, sort of like mamby-pamby, fluffy stuff. But it's actually spine of steel grit yeah, yeah. in many cases to do really hard work to take on big transformational changes in very tough environments, but to stay true to ourselves, to be a part of a community, and to believe that it's possible. That's what optimism is, and it, it, it's what changes the world. Yep, and sometimes it's best noticed and best delivered in, in an environment of just absolute tumultuous you know, it's a mountain it, to get it, it up. It forces it. It does, yeah. And look, this is true. I mean, we're talking about prominent West Virginians, gold medal winner. Uh, Leon Sullivan went on to do work around the world. You know, Phil- for, Philadelphia. For the mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, these apply to us, all of us, you know, in our day-to-day, following instructions, doing the task given to the best of our ability. It's amazing where that will lead us. And having optimism. And, again, it's not being irrationally looking through rose tinted glasses, 
But having a vision for what we want out of life, what we want out of our business, our organization, our family, and steadily working towards it from the different angles, uh, like we saw in the civil rights movement, I think we probably underestimate what we're capable of as people. And when we have greater optimism, we can start to realize what we're actually capable of, what our real potential is, and it'll blow us away. I'm a big believer in self-fulfilling prophecies. You know, a lot of times we get out of a situation what we expect mm-hmm. to get out of it. We, we get, you know, we go into it with a certain mindset and that will shape how that experience goes for us. Yeah, the old um, saying, you, you get out what you put in. Or <laughs> I think it's really true to a yeah. large extent. There's exceptions, yeah. of course, and sometimes there's very high barriers that we can't change. But uh, by and large, being optimistic, putting our full selves into it and visualizing the good outcome that we want, it's, it's, pretty, it's almost miraculous what that can lead to. Certainly. Appreciate the insights. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, neat to know, too. I, did, I didn't know that about your grandparents. And um, good reminder also of just the Appalachian tradition of service. And I think, and I might be wrong on this, but I think I had read at one point where West Virginia had one of the highest numbers of veterans. Per capita. I've per capita, that too. yeah, yeah. So it's really a testament to, uh, you know, that embodiment of, Grit and following instructions for service and country here, here in the Mountain State. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks, Good stuff. Yeah. Change in the Coalfields is a podcast created by Coalfield Development in the hills and hollers of West Virginia. This episode was hosted by Brandon Dennison and produced and edited by JJN Multimedia. Become a part of our mission to rebuild the Appalachian economy by going to our website, coalfield-development.org, to make a donation. You can email us anytime at info at coalfield-development.org and subscribe to our newsletter for more information on the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn by searching Coalfield Development. Check back soon for more episodes.